Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the Life by Design Intentional Wellness Podcast with Tracy, Debbie, and Paula, three friends who have a love for learning and an inquiring spirit for living a happy, healthy life. We are so glad you can join us as we discover together how to be our best physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Friends, we are on the journey with you. We are not doctors or experts in wellness. We are just collaborators partnering with you, our listeners, to live a healthy, happy life in this chaotic world. Life by Design Intentional Wellness is for information sharing only. Don't take it as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Make sure to work with your healthcare providers to determine the best way forward for your situation. This is the second part of the two-part podcast. We were just talking about the inverse of the four simple steps. How do we put this all together and what are the actions? How can we actually make any of this happen? The first way we put this together is to look at what might be holding us back. And we hinted through that in our discussion when, like Paula said, she didn't want to put the snacks away or, and Tracy was saying, you know, that there's a purpose for the procrastination. And so it all comes around to what identities have you adapted that might be holding you back? And so, I mean, it could be as simple as your self-talk and saying, I'm horrible at math, or I'm not a morning person. Or what is the self-talk that's impacting you that you really wouldn't want to be empowering and positive? Or you just don't want to change your habit, but what do you think? Well, I, I think what you're saying, I don't, I don't want to change my habit, but I haven't looked to and reflected on that that deeply to know why don't I want to change that habit? Like, for me, the biggest thing I think I do, which is probably a time waster, is watching TV. But that, again, is like a relaxing thing for me to do. That's like de-stresses me. And maybe it's like I don't want to look at the stress. Like I don't want to tackle the stress. Like it's easier to go watch a movie is than to deal whatever conflict or stress that I'm having. So maybe it's I haven't, you know, I, I don't know how to change my identity from being a stressed out person, you know, I'm not majorly stressed out all the time, but like a person that worries, like I worry a lot about people I love, about myself. And I'm, and you know, I know when I go and watch TV, I'm de-stressing. I'm not thinking about that. My mind is in another place. So I don't really even know how to change that identity from being that worrying kind of person to a person who calm and collected. Right. Right. Paula, did you have, have an idea there? Well, I I do a lot of self-talk and negative self-talk. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the things that I think gets in the way of me, I think being able to be successful is in the habits forming is I tend to say to myself, if I'm overwhelmed or tired, I'll say, I just can't do this anymore. Mm. And so, you know, if like if I'm, have different things happening at one time and I'm, or I, you know, I'm trying to clean the house and I have to walk the dog and I have to, whatever I'm, I might be like, I just can't do this anymore. And so that's, I mean, that is not helpful self-talk. Right. Uh, and so I think definitely reframing that in, you know, into something like I can do this and 
again, what Claire, the um, author, said that I really enjoy and that made me feel like, you know what, this is so simple, is those small steps. Again, going back to his uh, the title of the book, Atomic, mm-hmm. it's really just taking those simple, small steps. Because I really like this whole thing about I- identifying, like, who are you? Who do you want to identify with? He just says, there's a simple two-step process to change your identity. Decide the type of person you want to be and prove it to yourself with small wins. And like, how simple can that be? You know, you just, (laughs) really, when you think about, like, I think sometimes we make things, I, I make things a lot more difficult than they have to be. So I don't want to be a person who says I can't do it. I want to be a person that says I can. And then if you just chunk it into these small habits. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's bigger than that. Where I'm getting stuck as I'm speaking with you guys and starting to to think about this is the reward, like really connecting whatever this new identity is to and the small win to the reward. Like, I think that's for me, like what you were saying about, oh, I'm running around and doing everything in the house, you know, or whatever. And I, I just need to sit now and not do that other thing because I'm just, I feel tired or, or whatever. There's no motivation for me to do that other thing. You know, what would be the reward? Yeah. I mean, you know, Debbie, like you're saying about the identity, I mean, that's helpful, but also what's the immediate win? What is the reward? Not knowing like, you know, uh, well, the house needs to be clean. Okay. A neat person would have a clean house. So that would be the identity, but what would be the small win? Like I made my bed, you know, what, what would be the small win on that? I'm, I'm kind of getting stuck on the reward for that. You know, that's a good point, Tracy. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about it, but if you focus on the four steps, you know, the cue, craving, response, and reward. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, when I'm thinking about building habits or trying to get breaking habits yet I'm not really intentional or thinking intentionally about what that reward is so I'm kind of stuck when I want to try to build a new habit like I was saying about getting up earlier maybe that's why I get stuck and I'm not really successful in doing that I I was going to say Debbie how how would it be for you I mean I feel like we've done a lot of talking about how how would it be for you oh well for me I actually have mostly do not do negative self-talk. So if I find myself saying, I can't do this, then I will like just say, okay, can we correct this? And then I'll say, well, I can do this, but I really don't want to right now. And so if that's a, that's my little fighter response, but I do tell myself, but you really can do this. So what's, what's the issue now? And so I sort of talk through it in my head. I'm really, it's, it's just weird. But when, but when you get stuck like that, when you get stuck and you feel like, okay, you understand it's not that you can't do it. It's just that you don't want to, right? What, what push pushes you over the hump to do it anyway, when you're feeling that you don't want to, what, what pushes you over the hump to do that? Uh, That I'll take it day by day, not looking at the big picture. So I just think that that's how I do it is I just, I do chunk it. If I could just jump to, because I'm going to answer that in just a second, is James Clear writes that goals are about the results we want. 
It's not about how we get there. And just FYI, we talk about uh, using positive self-talk in a previous episode last year on kindness episode. So there's that's another where you can sort of learn about the self-talk and what maybe you don't want to do and be kind to yourself. But so we're not talking about the goal because that's not dealing with the process. So if you have a hard time changing your habits, good news, it's not you. And I just thought when I read that, I was just like, oh, that's so comforting. And then you read on and find that it's really about the systems and the processes that lead to the results. And so it could be really, you want to establish a process that will establish good habits or discontinue habits you don't want to continue. So I find that one of the things you can do is instead of just identifying things that are annoying to you, but you want to also remember the good habits that you have. And it takes a little bit of time that you want to go through in establishing a new process. The way to establish a new process is you try it, you fail, you learn, and you do it differently. And so that's where you're building. What does that process look like for you? So when you try it and if you, when, when, and if you fail, then it's like, don't give up, just try it again and learn why did it fail? What you'll do is you'll do it again, but you'll try it differently. And so that's how you build that process that will work for you. And then one of the ways you could try to establish this process is, well, you have to identify what are you going to work on? And so what I love is James Beard talks about looking at your habit. And the first step is to just make a list of your habits and just all your habits, just put it all out there. It could be a long list. It could be a short list. It could be things that are just driving you crazy now or things you just really like that you do. And so make this list. And then you look at your habits and you keep in mind that until you kind of score them, nothing's going to really change. So you have to look at your habit and then you want to notice what's actually going on. So you go through each habit and decide and you look at each habit individually. They don't have to be grouped with anything else. And I'll tell you why after we talk about this one is you keep in mind you're not changing anything. As you're rating this, all you're doing is looking at your habit. And then keep in mind, your goal is what's going on now. And then once you have your list, go through each habit individually and decide if this is helping you become the person you want to be. And if it is, then put a plus by that habit. And then you look at the next habit. And if this habit is working against you, or against your desired outcome, you put a minus. And if it's just a habit, it's not good or bad, you just put an N. So the reason that I was putting this off is I wanted to explain that as the first step to looking at your habits, because I know Tracy and I talked about this next step or action is when you see a habit that you want to improve on, you want to make it better. They 
Clear recommends habit stacking, which he learned from Professor B.J. Fogg. And the key to stacking is that your new habit is on top of a current habit. And Tracy, when you and I talked, I'm really putting you on the spot now. No, no, but, go ahead. But you really liked this particular way to make things a little bit better. And so I was wondering if you could just share an example because you we talked a lot about that. About habit stacking. Habit stacking. Yeah. I'll give an example. Like when I go to bed, like we might go, my my, my husband's still working, so we might go to bed at like 8 30. Well, I go in, you know, and get ready for bed and I I brush and floss my teeth. That all that takes place before I actually get in, you know, I change into my pajamas. I get in and floss my teeth and brush my teeth every day, you know, and get into bed, you know, um, and, and that's kind of like, okay, it's eight 30, got to go change and brush my teeth. And so I kind of got into that, get into that habit, you know, I'm sure like if I wanted to read more or something, maybe it's okay. I get, get into bed and I, I've, I've brushed my teeth and I floss my teeth and I get into bed and I've changed it. Maybe I get my book out and I read for, because I've already done these good habits you know, right. and I, if I associate the reading with these good habits, that's kind of part of the habit stacking, right? That right. I want to start something new and I attach it to something good. And then I make this 830 bedtime kind of the time where I actually do this, you know, so right. that's a that great would be example. habit stacking. Yeah, that would be habit stacking. Yeah, that was a good example. And it made me think of how I could use that to stop the snacking. Not stacking, <laughs> snacking. <laughs> so I could make that, like, I could go up and, you know, because usually what I do, my my routine or my, you know, my habits is I'll go up, I'll wash my face, take my contacts out, and sort of, you know, get ready for bed, but then I go back downstairs, because who wants to do all of that when you're sleepy and, you know, you're ready to go to bed? Uh, and then I go downstairs, and that's when I snack. So if I brush my teeth at the same time I was washing my face and taking my contacts out, and then I went downstairs, then I went and snack because I already brushed my teeth. So that habit stacking, adding that onto the other habits of washing my face and taking my contacts out would probably be what I need to quit my snacking at night. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's a great example. And I love that you, Kurt, the snacking, because, oh, I've already flossed my teeth. And I only laugh because I think it's so funny if something comes up and my husband says, oh, well, would you like to have a piece of chocolate cake? And I'll say, no, no, I've already flossed. But then sometimes, and I mostly will pass it up. But then there are other times with, no, that looks really good. Okay, I'll floss again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's okay. (laughs) You made it harder. Like by flossing your teeth, you made it harder. Sometimes you'll maybe not do it, which is good. That's a small win, right? When you don't do it. And, um, but sometimes you, you do, but you made it harder anyway. So, yeah, that's exactly right. So we talked about listing all of your habits. Then we talk about stacking, which I do find very helpful as well. And then, and I, I was kind of laughing because 
in my head, I'm stacking, I'm stacking, I'm stacking, and I'm thinking, okay, this is just going to tip over. But then, and sometimes I, I feel like it does, but it's like, okay, all right, let's look at the foundation. What was number four, you know, what was number one of what I started to do? And then I rebuild or adjust, but it's just a great way to not lose a good habit and then adjust as necessary. So I really wouldn't want anyone to think that your stacking is uh, in concrete. Things change. Mm -hmm. And the other helpful tip is when you have an implementation intention. And so when you have identified this process and you're, if you are stacking and it's going really well, but you're having, if there's any difficulty that you're having because the process isn't working, you can certainly rethink that and what can it be done, what could be done differently. But in the implementation intention, you're actually, and you write it down, I write it down in my planner it's I will, and whatever the action is, at whatever the time is, in the location that this will happen. So I might say, I will do my daily Spanish lesson in the morning when I before I start work at my desk. And I actually have been doing that because it's very important to me that I um, keep up with my Spanish and continue to build it. So I do have the intention, the implementation of my intention. And I have that in my planner to remind me. So I remember reading about that in the book and it makes so much sense. And it just made me think about like when our podcast is all about intentionality and being purposeful, right? And so when you write that down, like this is my implementation intention this is what I'm going to do uh, what a great example of being intentional and purposeful right mm-hmm. yeah exactly well and you know Deb, I think one of the things that kind of came out in the book recently you know I have a group and we were doing vision boards which oh is, yeah, which is really great, you know. And they and one of the ladies said, "Well, what did you do last year that you know didn't achieve? Like, look at those things, reflect on some of those things." Well, the vision board is, you know, it's huge, right? It's it's right. a goals based board, right? Like, so you're trying to bring these, you know. I think it's good to have those that vision, right? To have the things like, what, what are you trying to do? But I think with Atomic Habits you know, we're so focused out there, that outcome, you know, and if we don't do it by sheer will, we fail at our goals, you know, it becomes kind of an all or nothing. What what, um, Claire is kind of saying is like, we need to approach that in in a different way. I think this is what you were saying in the beginning and celebrate, okay, say, I want to build muscles and I want to look like a, you know, a weightlifter or whatever. And instead of, you know, only focusing on that, you're like, oh, I got to the gym today. And I, you know, I made it to the gym. Not, not that I went in and lifted weights, but I just made it to the gym today. Right. And so just building upon the successes you have and getting there will help you, like you said, more with your intention and purpose than to I got to get, if I didn't make the 7.30 time frame that I said I was going to be at the gym, then I guess I'm not going to be that person. So 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we we all are this kind of society of a goals-based society, and we look at the big picture of what we want to do, which is right. important to have that vision, but we don't always know how to approach it. I don't think I always know how to approach it. And the consistency of your habits, good habits, will get you there. Again, it's got to build that good habit so it becomes automatic. Right. And it gets you there. Um, so yeah, it's very, very interesting. And, and then the reward part too of that, because it made me think too, as you're talking, Tracy, when I'm out running in the morning, sometimes it's hard for me to run. I love to run, but it's, it's challenging. So I'll say to myself, especially at the end of a run, when I'm getting tired, I'll say, okay, just like, I'll, I'll count like five driveways. Or, you know, <laughs> or get up to the next stop sign or, you know, whatever it is, I'll, I'll give myself this goal. Mm -hmm. So, and then like, I'll almost give myself permission to stop, but I never do because once I reach <laughs> that, then it's like, oh, and then, then I give myself a reward, which is just like, Hey, you did a, this is my self-talk. Hey, you did a great job, you know, do five more five more driveways. And so I'm thinking like, I can do that. I, I right. don't know if I can make it home. I don't know if I could get four or five miles away, but I could get five driveways. And so when I do these little chunks like that, and then I, re I my reward is like telling myself, like, you did great. Awesome. You just, you just reached it. Try, you know, five more. And before you know it, I do the whole run and I'm home. But if I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, four more miles to go and I'm exhausted. I'm not ever, I'm never going to be able to do it. But if I chunk it in, you know, however I do it, five driveways, the next stop sign, the next song I'm listening to, <laughs> run to the next song. And then, you know, and then I, and then I, I tell myself like, okay, I'm, you know, you did good, you know, try to keep going. That's, That's really little, good. Those little chunks help achieve that final goal. But if I'm just looking at that final goal, it would be very difficult for me to make it. It's just like my water drinking. Like if I look at 64 ounces, it's it's huge. But if I like, oh, I have my bottle of water. Well, I'm halfway through this bottle, you know. Right. You know, exactly. I can get I can get through this bottle, you know, and, and do it like that. The measuring, like you said, but smaller increments, like having a, a measurement standard you know, right. like, but smaller helps you get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you say, oh, I already drank that much. I could certainly, you know, drink a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so then it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think you hit the head on the, you hit the head on the nail. Um, <laughs> you did. It just it yeah. makes so much sense. And you, Good positive self talk there, Paula. Oh, well, well, and I, I think the opposite is defeating though. Like, because sometimes when we don't like, so say you didn't make your run the whole way, Paula, and you had to walk like the rest of the way, would you go and say, oh, I failed today? Would you tell yourself you failed? Or, you know, instead of maybe you had to reframe that to say, I got most of it done and I got out there today. I think that's something that clear brings out too, is like, Oh, I got yeah. out there today and not like, not saying for what you didn't achieve, but what you focusing on what you did achieve, you did. however small or however large that was that day. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's an excellent point. Oh, go ahead, Paul. No, I, I agree. I was going to say the same thing. And, and I do like that about him. It's like, yeah, you have to appreciate what, you know, you achieved from a positive perspective. So if I said, oh, I failed, I didn't make the run, then where's the incentive or the motivation to mm -hmm. get out the next day? Right. And do the I think one thing that Debbie told us about her, her yoga that she does, her chair yoga that she does for, I think that's amazing. Like one day every week or what is it one? It's one day, it's two days, two, Tuesday, two days, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. So it's two days, you know, you do for five minutes, right? right. You do that, and you have a lot of followers. You have people that are actually right. doing this with you. And right. they look forward to it and you do it consistently. It's a consistent thing, right? It's not a huge thing. And like, I like the idea of like at the end, the way you have your hands on the pat yourself on the back kind of thing. Yeah. And you kind of appreciating that you did this little bit for yourself because that little bit is very important, you know, right. and, and, you know, and then you're positive about it and everybody is positive. You send everybody else out with a good feeling too. So thank you. I yeah. think that's, that's an incredible habit that you've established. No. It, I, I really, so thank you. And that's just such a fun habit and it really does, you know, it's, it's five minutes, but it reaps so many future benefits in so many other ways. And that's the whole purpose of creating atomic habits. I did a Google search and I thought, I know there are other books on habits. And what I thought was interesting is that there were, well, so there were hundreds, hundreds, yeah, just ridiculous. So, but one thing I really did appreciate from Clear's book was that it's not time related because there was other books that in X amount of days you will, and that's not exactly, if that book works for people, then that's a great book. But what Clear emphasized is that it's not about how many days, because if you take on, I'm going to change this habit and you don't do something every day, it, so it's not the days, it's the frequency of how, how often are you doing this to make it a habit? Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that take on it of, as opposed to the, the time and the days. And, and I remember when we had Sarah on the health, the holistic health coach, mm -hmm. one of the things that she said is very hard for people. One of the things that, to establishing good habits is consistency. And yeah. I think that's something that I struggle with, you know, and, yeah. but you can be a little bit more consistent if your time is not so huge, if you don't make it so huge. Well, I right. could do two minutes a day. You know, I can do right. two minutes at 730 in the morning, you know. Uh, I might not be able to do a half an hour, but I can certainly do two minutes, you know, of something good, you know, so yeah, con consistency is a big, but it's hard to get consistent and automate that habit until you just start in small steps. Yeah, that's an excellent point because I agree with you in that, like I'll, I'll tell myself, okay, just, just exercise for 15 minutes. That's it. That's all you need to do. And then one day I was on the bicycle and it's indoor, it's in the gym. And I was on that bike reading a book 
for 30 minutes. And I just thought, hell, what's the time? So I got lost in what I was doing while I was exercising. And, but then for the next day that I thought I didn't go in thinking, okay, let's do another 30. No, because all I committed to was 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. If it grows like it did, then that's fantastic. But I didn't want to up that goal yet. And you, and you have it stacked because you were reading a book, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have it stacked. <laughs> Great example. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we've done quite an overview of, and it's really the summary, summary, summary of James Clear's book. Anything else that you wanted to add before we go to our individual actions? Nothing okay. for me. Yeah, not that I could think of. It was a great book and it it made me really think through, you know, how I approach the the thought of habits and and building habits. Yeah. I the thing I like the most is around the identity. I think about setting a habit or or a goal or whatever, trying to Mm -hmm. achieve it. And then, but you know, if you want it to be lasting, you have to change some behavior. And right. so that made sense to me, but then he took it a next step where it's like, you really have to identify yeah. that. Like, you know, I don't want to just run to lose weight. I identify as a runner or as right. a, and that, that identity, that, that deeper piece, I think solidified it for me. That made a big difference for me. So I really appreciated his, his thoughts on that. Oh, I agree with you. That's a great example. Okay, so what would be your action then from this session, this episode? Well, for me, I think I want to go back to trying to get up early. That's going to be, I'm going to take on that as a creating that habit. Okay. Uh, It it means so much to me. It always, it has in the past. So I'm going to take that on. And I think I'll think about it from that small step. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to like say, I have to get up early every day, but you know, just tomorrow. And then I have to kind of think through like, what does that mean from an identity perspective? You know, that's what I want to do. And the behavior change will be actually getting up. How does that impact like who I want to be? And so I have right. to think it through, but that's what I'm going to work on. Okay. That sounds great. So Tracy, what do you think? Well, there, there's a lot of things I think I want to look at my <laughs> habits in general, but I, I think I want to do like Polly said, like change your identity. I've, mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, something I've been writing on and off. So I want to change my identity to being a writer. So I will <laughs> work, work on that. Uh, and I'll let you know and probably ask you to help me be accountable. So well, we're both here for you. And and so are our listeners. They'll, they'll yes, be accountable. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wanna we wanna support you writing that future book. And then you'll be your own guest on our on our podcast. Oh, okay. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my action is actually one of the things I've been wanting to do is since I only do the chair yoga two days a week in the office, I really do enjoy it. And I want to do it the remaining days of the week so that I can enjoy it at home and really put that into my thing. 
And for everyone else, I hope you'll take an action, whatever that looks like for you. And remember, your habits will determine your future, said by Jack Canfield. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for going along on the ride with us today as we pursue ways to intentionally live our best lives with purpose and meaning. We want to hear from you, our companions, on the journey of designing a life of intentional wellness. Visit our website at www.life-by-design-int.com and let us know what you think about the podcast. We invite you to share your story, suggest a topic for discussion, and rate this in previous podcast episodes. Share our podcast with your friends because our desire is to build a community dedicated to a life designed with meaning and value.